0: Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Red. He's sitting next to Trent Luce on today's Roll Route. And as Trent would say, Roll Route is the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is discuss the issues between roll and urban America. Good, Hello, Trent. Happy <laughs> Red Shirt Friday. Are you okay over there? Are you
1: getting your act together? Or what are you doing?
0: I'm just wondering if us two will be able to get in sync here. Yeah. It's already off to a weird start.
1: Yeah, it's awkward. Start over.
0: You know, there's no do-overs <laughs> in the world. I, I have know that. learned that the hard way. Oh, you made yeah. a mistake. Keep on cruising. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, Fix
1: it. Fix it. So Adapt. I Build. found
0: you've been running pretty hard the last couple months, but I think we found someone who's faster than you, your daughter.
1: She is fast. Landry qualifies for state track 800 competition for the second year in a row and uh we couldn't be more proud of her. She she tends to be her own worst enemy. She has all the skill and and uh, ability, but she gets in this this head of what she's got to do this this and this and this and instead of just have fun and run.
0: Just run fast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but everybody tells me that the eight hundred is just a different beast. So I don't know. Do you run yeah. in a sprint? Do you, do you hold a little back? Do you, you just stay ahead of the pack. That's what you do.
0: You do it. You got to take advantage of the curves, and then you got you can't you can't uh, you got to yeah. save some gas for the end. It's a tough. I ran that one too. Probably you ran the eight hundred. I did. Probably not as fast as her though.
1: <laughs> Teresa Thibodeau ran the eight hundred. Kelly ran the eight hundred. Look at the commonality in the women around me.
0: You know, that race teaches some discipline. And your it daughter does. Is, your daughter is right. There is some mental stuff there too. Okay, you gotta you gotta run really fast, but you, you gotta hold back the tick and you gotta apply the pressure when it counts. And yes, if your daughter's cruising in that race, she is uh excellent and she can apply that to a lot of different things.
1: So the school record I think is two twenty six she's uh 229 is her personal best this year so clearly she's not only just wanting to do well at state she's wanting to get her name on the wall
0: yeah that puts a lot of pressure on you
1: yeah i know Then there therein lies the problem
0: yep that's a that's a that's a big tall order well i wish her well and you know she's rocking in speaking contests too she's just a jack of all trades
1: She's a master of all trades, not just a jack of all trades. Yeah, Anything she does, she does at a, a level of excellence.
0: Well, she definitely learned that from Kelly, I'm guessing.
1: I'm offended by that. <laughs> no, it's true.
0: <laughs> I'm doubling down. You know my
1: definition of being offended, right?
0: <laughs> no, I don't.
1: The only, you're only offended by those things you feel guilty about. So if I'm offended by that, that means I know you're telling the truth.
0: Hey, that's true. That is yeah. true. That's a good one. Right. I'll remember that.
1: <laughs> you never heard my definition of being offended before?
0: No, I didn't you even know You should get out not. more. <laughs> I do live in a bubble.
1: You, do. <laughs> you definitely live in a bubble. <laughs> hey, what'd you do yesterday?
0: We had a very busy homeschool day. Uh, and by by that, it means we did everything but worksheets. We started out the day with, and I've got an extra right in my lap to help me out. Good morning. Hello, I think that's Troy. perfect. Good morning. It's, it's afternoon, probably, by the time people are listening to this. But we had a TV crew come out yesterday for three and a half hours interviewing my husband and I and the kids. We talked about uh, foster care on the farm, which was, is a passion of ours. It's something near and dear to our heart. And many people know that we adopted our son out of foster care last year. So that was exciting to be able to kind of relive some memories and lessons learned and, and offer some encouragement to other people, maybe considering that calling. Uh, and then we also got to talk about beef month things and the kids whipped up some pizza meatballs for the TV crew. Uh, so that was pretty good. And and then after that we spent the afternoon gardening and getting in our crops. And Scarlett is really on a Laura Engels wilder kick. So at one point she said Ma, if we don't get all of our crops in, we'll have nothing to eat this winter. <laughs> and I was like, have you been reading the headlines? Because that might be accurate. <laughs> so, so we got our crops in and then a major storm came through. And so thankfully we didn't get the brunt of any damage, but we spent the evening picking up sticks and working together as a family to write all the things that got shuffled and as those kids went to bed exhausted, I, I, I'm i counting it as a homeschool win because there was a lot of learning in action yesterday.
1: Did you read, and I was going to have researched this and talk to some of my friends, which I didn't do, speaking of growing your own food at home. Is Australia truly promoting a bill in Parliament that would make it illegal to grow your own food?
0: That's what I see, which is, is very alarming. Because Can we
1: verify that?
0: Well, that's that's the news anymore. That I don't know if you can, but uh, that's what I've read. I don't. Do we have any con- Australian friends that can confirm? I, I,
1: I do. I just haven't had a chance to get a hold of them. But I will.
0: Yeah. They're uh, sleeping
1: now. It's a sixteen-hour difference, you know.
0: And if you know, they're already on major lockdown and tons of restrictions, and so people are at home. It would define logic to tell people that then they couldn't have a backyard garden, something to work on when they're at home. But what right. it tells me is that they're worried because a citizenry that is hungry and reliant on its government to feed them mm-hmm. is one that will do anything. And so growing your own your own garden isn't just a fun project for anybody. It's therapeutic. Listening. It is. Well, it's therapeutic, but it's an insurance policy that you could take care of yourself if right. things get weird.
1: Well, here's the problem. You know, all through the last two years, we've seen a lot of horrible news stories coming out of Australia where Australians are losing. They're going into concentration camps. Australians can't even leave their house. And I would constantly send notes to Trent Thorne or Belinda Fedke, and they're like, no, not here. And so I was, but maybe that's going on in Sydney, you know, so whatever happens in Sydney It becomes the news, and people around the world think that that's Australia. But it's not a lot different than here. People in New York City could be talking about some of the travesties that are taking place in terms of lockdown or medical mandates. It doesn't affect you and I in Nebraska and South Dakota. Sorry, Colorado. You might be dealing with it, but you got to get that fixed.
0: Yep, I know. Well, so here's a new concerning thing, because we always are reassured that, oh, we live in rural America, in the the red states, and, and the crazy things happening in New York or California or Colorado are not going to happen here. Mm. But you know as well as I do, that can change quickly based on an election and who is in power, Uh, I do truly believe that we need to maintain our state's rights and our ability to make the decisions for our own state. However, here's something I haven't confirmed yet to be true, but maybe you've heard. Is it true that Biden is handing over U.S. sovereignty to the World Health Organization in two weeks, nullifying the power of the state's um, according to this article I'm seeing on May 22nd, it says, who will have the authority to lock down all of America? Officials from the Biden administration are working to give the World Health Organization the power to unilaterally declare a health emergency in any country, thereby giving them emergency powers. The message from the administration and the vote are going unreported um, by the administration, and uh, but former Congressman Michelle Bachman is working hard at sounding the alarm. She's calling it the biggest global power grab in our lifetimes.
1: Yeah. So what are we going to do about it? That's the question.
0: Well, the thing is, well, that's what I find myself asking about nearly everything I see in the news these days. But um, that is that is alarming. I don't think people understand what that truly means. It means mm-hmm. this World Health Organization, who nobody voted for, nobody elected, nobody deems to be any authority over our lives if our president in the United States is truly giving them that ultimate authority, kind of like the, how they propped up the CDC, which also has no authority over our lives, this is dangerous territory.
1: Yeah, but uh, I kind of hope he does, actually. Why is that? Because he can't, and he's finally going to prove to all state officials, particularly state governors, that this guy is going to stop at nothing. And this, if he tries to do this, this will be the the final push that'll get people to say you know what this federal tyranny is too much we have at this point there's just been a few of us saying that but it's high time that we all recognize where this is headed and be a part of putting a stop on now he the president of the united states does not have the authority to do that without congressional action nor would you ever have congressional action to do such a stupid thing
0: well, I don't know if Biden has the authority or not, but I think I have the authority to go into a break. Do you have a commercial sponsor message that you'd like to share with everyone today?
1: Mm-hmm. Look at you. Thank you. So prim and proper. Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity for cattle and to be a part of a branded beef program. In fact, if you look at what's going on in the commercial business And the conventional markets, it's just not adequate to cover the feed costs where they are at today, cover property taxes, cover all of the costs that you need to. So you need to add value. And how we do that is through the myostatin gene, two copies of that myostatin gene that are inactive in the Piedmontese breed. Not only the Piedmontese breed, it could have been in the limousine breed, but Amanda wasn't focused on it. So Piedmontese is capturing the benefit. Get more details about how you can capture a $180 per head premium over market price. And that's at a six weight calf. Details at com. I know it's breeding season. Get details now. It's probably too late this year. Let's think about next year.
0: We're back, it's Roll Route with Amanda Radke and Trent Luce. Before the break, we were talking about a Biden move to give away state authority to the World Health Organization. Trent says it's going to be the wake up call we all need to fight back. However, I'm going to disagree slightly because Good. I think we've been telling people to wake up for two years, and yet I know people that are going to applaud that move because they just can't stand that people wouldn't comply through the last two years when we are being told to do things uh, that defied logic, science, and common sense. And so they would love nothing more than to force us to do things because it would make them feel safer.
1: Did you catch across the pond today?
0: Only a chunk of it. Why did you talk about that?
1: We did. Oh, and, 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 and I put it into context. If you think about how our our lives have been disrupted in the past two years mm-hmm. and we have uh, pseudo medical professionals telling us how to live our life healthy, putting us as in isolation, not allowing us to go to church, forcing kids to not be a part of a true learning environment through school. For what, what's, what's the benefit? What do we gain from that? And if you look at what's happened in the world as it involves cardiovascular disease, the leading cause of death globally, killing 18 million people each year and continuing to skyrocket because the governments who now are telling us that we have to isolate and do all of these things also have told us we need to eat foods that are not healthy for us. And so we've got an immune system that's not functioning properly. We're dying at at an alarming rate when it comes to cardiovascular disease. And we have no trend to fix it or get it fixed. And this is a real issue affecting human health. Get zero attention. Meanwhile, we're going to turn over our health sovereignty to the World Health Organization in case we have another pandemic. Yeah, no, I hope this happens. This is going to be the crescendo right here.
0: Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking forward to the crescendo. I wish it's it It's got to come. Yeah, it's, it probably does have to get worse before it gets better. But I just worry then the the chains are of bondage are already on us. And so it can lead to a great deal of frustration because you see a lot that's going on. I know as mm-hmm. a mom, I have a lot of friends right now. With infants who are extremely worried about their ability to feed their babies with this formula shortage. And, you know, on Twitter, it's all over that this is like a Republican issue or it's the conservatives that are freaking out about it. But being able to feed your baby is not a political partisan issue. That is a life or death issue. And get this, this is wild to me because, you know, for years, you and I have both discussed about how there is an agenda to strip producers off the land and to strip meat, dairy, and eggs off the dinner table by Mm -hmm. the people who are saying that cattle are the problem. And oh, by the way, they have the solution, which is fake meats. Example, Bill Gates buys the farmland, says the cows are terrible. And by the way, I have beyond burgers you guys should all eat to save the planet. The exact same thing is happening uh, with the formula and the shortages for baby foods. So get this, Bill Gates has been in the process of making artificial breast milk for the last couple of years. It's the exact same thing. So all of a sudden we have a shortage, manufactured or not, who knows. And, oh, our buddy Bill has the solution, which is to provide us with uh, the lab-produced milk, breast milk that he is creating. Just okay, like so. there's
1: part of this discussion that we avoided and let's get back to that okay all of this is uh, a substitute for what god gave every woman to feed their child yeah breast milk
0: but you can't just tell a group of women who either weren't able to breastfeed or uh, how many can't breastfeed what's that
1: how many really can't
0: Well, here's the challenge. In our society today, women have the baby and they have to go back to work within six weeks. If they can't keep up with pumping, they can't store the milk. Uh, Sometimes women get sick or they get run down or there's a lot of reasons. Maybe they adopted. There's a lot of reasons women can't breastfeed. I I nursed off all of my kids. It was something I was very committed to, but it was definitely hard. And it goes back to, I mean, that's just how I'm wired though. I want to be able to take care of my own kids and not rely on something else. I also read that 46% of formula is produced and manufactured in China. So does that make women feel good about what they're giving their babies? I don't know. For don't me, know. no. For me, no. That that would be concerning, which is why I went the, the natural route. But as a society, we've gotten so far away from that that... I, I was telling you on the phone. My my grandma's generation, they were that's when formula came out, and it was it was marketed and advertised as like the rich woman's route because only poor people would breastfeed. So if you wanted to do it better, you should formula feed. So like when grandma would be around us and we'd be nursing our kids, she was just like, "Ugh, like what are you doing?" So I think there's an honest conversation that has to happen here about what. We're giving our kids uh, some of these formulas. The number one ingredient comes from soy. I'm just not cool with that. Like, I, that's just to mm-hmm. me, it's highly estrogenic, and there has to be some impacts there. So, yeah, breast milk, not only does breast milk have all the nutrients that a baby needs, but it also can adapt to by the day, by the hour. The breast milk that you produce in the morning is different than what you produce at night. The night, the evening stuff helps your baby sleep. Uh, if you're exposed to germs, it creates antibodies for your baby. So yeah, I think no, absolutely nobody should argue that they're equivalent. They're not. But the real tragedy right now isn't that all women should go back to breastfeeding. I, I do think there should be stronger support systems and advocacy and education to teach pe- women and empower women to make that choice. However, the real discussion here is that right now in the United States of America, in rural South Dakota, all the way to California and New York, women can't get formula to feed their babies. What's going on? How is this happening? And the outrage should be oh, huge. It should be huge.
1: So I think we accept, I think you just accepted too many norms in all of your diatribe. And I don't use diatribe as a negative thing, by the way. Uh, first of all, you said women need to go back to work. Why do women need to work?
0: I didn't say they had to. You I said, said they need to go back I to work. I said that's what society has kind of placed us in a system. I
1: know. See, for, therein for. lies the problem. Society <laughs> placed this value that you have to have a two-income fam- family. Hold on. There's another component that we've ignored. Forty-five percent of all babies are born to single mothers. So it's the erosion of the family unit that leads to this position that that society puts us in. And nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I brought it up a week ago today at the Nebraska School Board of Education, Nebraska Education School Board. And it's something that needs to be addressed more often because women should not be forced to choose between going back to work and nourishing their baby in the best way possible. I am a 100 percent proponent that you cannot manufacture formula or an imitation breast milk that gives the same uh, antibodies and the nutritional benefit to your kids. And okay, we've been so using it as an excuse not to breastfeed because it's available.
0: So here it, here lies the problem, is where conservatives and liberals, now we deviate because we would all agree we want women to be supported and that mm-hmm. parents should be able to take care of their babies. But now, okay, what's the solution? You can go in two different paths. The one path that people are suggesting is that we give like a, a stipend or a universal basic income, or we, um, you know, like other countries, socialized medicine, where the women, the woman doesn't have to work for the first year because she receives a paycheck. The second, and uh, so that would be the socialism track. The, the um, capitalism track would be that women get back to work if they need to get back to work. And we don't, and what would be deemed as not supporting women. However, what happened going way back to the beginning of the feminist movement is we devalued our wages in the workplace when all of us, when women and men went to compete for the same jobs. Because in the 1950s, a man could go to work, provide for his family, buy a home, the wife could stay home with the kids, and they could live a happy, healthy, comfortable life. That is not really the case anymore. If you look at just the rising price of real estate... It takes the muscle and the weight of two working parents a lot of times to be able to even begin to afford what that 1950s family could pay for. So I in no way want to even like paint a picture, a utopia that every woman should take herself out of the workforce and, and reclaim the power of that, that, that mom role. However, what I am saying is if everyone did that, it would change things a lot. The dynamic would be a lot. And you know, I'm on that train because mm-hmm. I truly believe in creating, stepping out of the system and creating my own system, which is why we're planting our own food, which is why we are homeschooling, which is why we are trying to be as independent as possible so that we can make decisions and not be backed in a corner. But that takes an extreme overhaul of your life. And that's, that's where it gets hard.
1: And in 1950, 25% of disposable income was spent on food. That's why things were different. Food has become too cheap. com is the place to keep track of all of the wit and wisdom that she brings to you on a daily basis. She has books. Why am I talking about her while she's here? She should be telling us what's available on this website. But it's like me seeing if I'm doing an adequate job. She's now doing, is it a weekly YouTube TV program?
0: Yes, it is. Mandaradke dot
1: com. Second half of Royal Route on a red shirt Friday after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis. Wait a minute. Am I leaving or following? I don't know. Yeah, I
0: lost Who the heck is hosting this show? I'm the host of this show. You just sit back. I, t- I told I told. This might you be audience. your last
1: day. Watch I yourself. Wasn't,
0: I wasn't letting you come back. I'm just taking roll route. It's Radke's Roll Route now, and at least on a Friday it's going to be. And I have a special guest with me this morning. My youngest son, Croy, is helping to host, and we're calling the shots over here, aren't we, buddy? Yep. So you say, Trent, you listen to me.
1: Can't you listen to me <laughs> oh i'm used to listening to people telling me what to do trust me
0: <laughs> is that funny <laughs> <laughs> Well, before the break you had me all fired up on my I know <laughs> do you do that on purpose
1: before the break so that you yeah. can so you lose your frustration no i don't do that on purpose
0: you do you do but it's it's okay because i i truly believe that okay there's a lot of things to be frustrated about right now and you know you can't let put the cat back in the bag is that how the saying goes i don't know how the saying goes but yeah, it is you can't you can't undo what's been done but what we can do is focus on solutions moving forward so what's the solution right now for immediate immediate help for these women that can't feed their babies
1: are you going to give it to me or am i supposed to come up with this?
0: the man with the answers
1: yeah uh you know i don't know I why? I mean, why do we have this plethora of food? We, I mean, we're getting reports there's a plethora of food delivered to the border for women crossing the border, but you can't get it if you're in Minnesota. Yeah, there's why. something wrong with that.
0: It just seems like
1: you can't c- call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. This is an intended outcome.
0: Well, and there is, there yes, I, I do believe that it's a manufactured crisis, and I don't know if it's to wake people up so that they make decisions that further mm-hmm. protect their families, you know, slow down, rewind, and then think about uh, having insurance policies in place to make sure that you can take care of your own, or if it's to truly go after our kids, even more than they've already been attacked in the last two years. And Uh, You know, we're going to see so many issues with kids from these lockdowns and masking. Uh, It's going to be unbelievable, the speech delays and the social delays and all and the depression and anxiety these kids have from the way that they've been treated and fought over in the last couple of years. And now to even say um, to be fighting at the time at this moment in time for our country to be fighting over whether an infant in the womb deserves protection or not. And then we can't even feed the babies with formula. Uh, to me, what it says is it's time for moms. Moms are going to save this country. Moms are going to be the ones that fix it. And there's going to be a network of moms that find solutions. So whether that's goat's milk, whether that's following a recipe, what you can find one at the Western Price A website to be able to make infant formula or whether it's just using a network to make sure that women get what they need where they need it. Uh, But part of it, it should be noted, part of this shortage comes from a recall of one of the brands that was used in the WIC program. So all of a sudden, every woman who is on some kind of food stamps or assistance, they were the first ones in line to not be able to get what they needed. And so then it became a scramble for them to try to get that product, and it's it's just a tragedy, you know. If you're not living paycheck to paycheck, you can go buy the crazy, super expensive stuff, and you can get by. Um, but what about the ones that that simply can't even afford beyond, you know, the the approved Wick formula? Um, it's it's a tragedy. We are in some major problems. In this so,
1: country. I only kind of know what's going on because I've been in a bubble. I don't know if you knew that or not. What exactly can we not get access to? Is it formula only? Only Is it all baby food? Because you remember two weeks ago when I did my Newsmax, Newsmax piece, that's how my interviewer set it up uh, talking about a shortage of baby food. So it's been in the in the news, so to speak, for a couple of weeks, but I haven't zeroed in on exactly what can't be found.
0: I haven't seen much on the baby food, although I think in general at the grocery store, there's more shortages. Just everything's a little more sparse. Um, but it's it's the, the specific brand of baby food or baby formula immediately from that recall, all of that was pulled off the shelves, which put pressure on production of all the other brands because women were switching, were switching brands. And so, yeah, I think it's just been an exasperated problem um, mm-hmm. that is And that becomes like an immediate thing. You know, that's not something you can just be like, oh, my my favorite bread is off the shelf this week. Babies often have to have a very specific brand because they have allergies or sensitivities or, you know, that's what they're used to. So you can't just be switching brands willy nilly without some serious consequences.
1: Uh, I'm here to tell you that you said, what's the answer? Goat's milk. The majority of mothers are not going to go milk a goat every morning. I'm just well, telling you, that's not well, going to happen. Is,
0: that is the tricky part. And that that's the advantage of living in rural America is you can get thrifty like that and you can solve your problems like that. But in the big cities, you're no. you're extra vulnerable because our just-in-time delivery system, for one thing, almost guarantees that at some point you might not be able to get what you need when you need it and so i would i would highly encourage urban listeners to be thinking about ways to protect themselves and i'm just starting to sound like jc cole now and I you probably- are
1: i hear a lot of jc cole in you i gotta say
0: him and i are on the same page <laughs> i'm love that guy. <laughs> i probably not letting you come back wednesdays either because i i ask him all these well, questions. you
1: know what we can do it like a. We, don't, yeah. we won't do it cold turkey. We can both be on this week, okay. next I could week. Wean off. Pun intended. I can yeah. wean you off. No. Well, <laughs> you're not as funny as you <laughs> are. That's funny, right there. I don't care who you are.
0: I will say I, I JC sends me emails almost daily and I continue to update I have it on my website at amandaradke.com. I update his like tips and tricks of things you might need to prepare your household and you know it's interesting because last week I was at a homeschool convention talking to my homeschool friends and we got talking about some of these issues and my one friend said to me, Amanda, do you actually think the power would go out? And I was like, well, there's tons of reasons why our electricity could go out. Well, you know, that We're vulnerable in our energy and, and being able to light and heat our homes. And this week she's without power because this major storm came through. And by the way, that storm that passed through last night was eerily looked like the dirty thirties. It was like Mm -hmm. a gust of dirt just flying across South Dakota. And it just made me think, man, we need to have some food, our ability to grow food because things could go south in so many ways. And I don't want people to live in, in paranoia or fear either. This is me saying, prepare, don't panic and empower yourself and your family. And I like
1: that. Prepare, don't panic. That's the right answer.
0: I mean, I tell myself that almost every day because, you got to keep calm and just do what you can. And it just becomes like a daily a daily thing, thinking about how you can further protect and, and plan for things that might happen in your family.
1: So clearly we did not. I was gone all day yesterday, all afternoon from noon on at a track meet, which we previously discussed. The track meet was about 40 miles from the house. We had an hour and 15 minute delay at the track meet because it was very severe, particularly winds and lightning. And Kelly forgot to tell me, and I'm did. i not going to think of something. This is a dude. Dude's not going to think about shutting the windows before you leave, right? So the windows were all open. Oh, my goodness. It looked like a tornado went through the house when I got home. Everything. I had the side of a faring house actually blew out. I mean, it was rusty. And it was about ready to go. But it blew out. And now I got dust everywhere on all my computers and everything. It was severe. But. There were places that had very severe damage, Burwell, Nebraska. I know a lot of people have seen the pictures of that historic rodeo grounds. It, it's just amazing what happened. And looking at Facebook and social media and talking to you, it was clearly a very wide swath that was affected by severity of storms last night.
0: It it came through fast, fast and hard. And like the Castlewood School in South Dakota, the roof is gone um, and the whole town is just thrown to bits. Uh, so, I, yeah, my prayers are with folks as they try to pick up the pieces, because even just something like that, something that can happen to any of us at any mm-hmm. time it suddenly makes you realize, you know, am I ready for when you can't really prepare, but how do you respond? Even last night, I sent the kids to the basement while it passed through. I had them all keep their tennis shoes on. And then we had to have this discussion like, mom, why are we keeping our shoes on? Well, if, you know, if windows crack and there's glass or, you know, you, you don't want to be barefoot. So we learned about, you know, what do you need? Nice. In the
1: oh, I also want to remind people that this is the time of severe storms always there was one year since we lived in this house and i think it would have been about 2005 or 6 if i remember correctly we were in the storm cellar 17 straight nights for tornadoes sighted right in the proximity of our house wow so i mean it does happen
0: it does happen yeah definitely and but it should unfair. put a
1: new a level of awareness. I'm intrigued that you have people at the homeschooling convention because I just have this stereotype that, that people who homeschool are also in tune with why you need to prepare for all areas of your life. But that apparently isn't the case.
0: Well, my table was a bunch of newbie homeschoolers, including myself. So it was funny because the first speaker we we listened to was incredible from Virginia. And he was talking about your why and why are people doing this? And why is this important? And us three in the back were like so jacked and like wanting to applause, like with everything he said. And we looked around and the other homeschool moms were probably like, yeah, I can tell you guys are fresh because, yeah, we get this every year and have for 20 years, you know, but it's it's suddenly <laughs> clicking uh, for a new generation that's saying, I, I want more time with my kids. Yes, it makes life way harder, but I want to be the ones planting the seeds and I want to be the mm. ones teaching the values. And and yeah, it's a different mindset. It's not for everybody, but I will, I will say I have met some of the best people who just truly get the challenges ahead in that homeschool community.
1: How many people attend that?
0: I couldn't guesstimate the numbers on that homeschool conference. It was a Christian homeschool conference in, in Sioux Falls. But I know I've said it on the air before. In South Dakota, uh, the number of homeschool students Eighty 8,200. 8, it's hundred. It's gone hey. to-
1: See, I'm paying attention when you talk.
0: You do. Well, good. I expect you to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: But that jump of that 8,200, it's up like 28, 29% since mm. 2020. So there's been a mass exodus, um, even in South Dakota, of, for a wide variety of reasons. Everyone has their own why. And, you know, we're, we're coming up on a final break, and I think we need to talk about your secrets to thinking critically. From Nathan Bryan, what you got?
1: And we'll be back with more after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general, the world's authority on nitric oxide production. Dr. Nathan Bryan explains. We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S.
0: where we have a a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick. Some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. You can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus and your immune system nips it in the bud and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple.
1: We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there. And if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The product's the same. The place you get it is different.
0: We're back. It's the final segment of Roll Route. Time has just flown by. I got to say, we've had extra wiggly guests on my lap. It's funny, Landry doesn't come sit on your lap during the show. You get to just record.
1: Well, she's not a homeschooler, so she's in school.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, you should test out the waters. It's just fine over here in homeschool. Oh, Kelly
1: homeschooled Lindsay one year, second grade.
0: I know she's helped me. She's offered a lot of encouragement. And, and that's what it really takes is is community. So I'm, I'm in the process of starting a co-op in our town in the church. And the coolest thing that I had no idea was that was going to come from it because I just thought, oh, it's going to be another opportunity for my kids to make friends with people that have similar values but there are older women from the church that want to be a part of it. They want to help hold babies so that we can do the lessons. They want to help the kids with their activities and a lot of them don't have kids or grandkids in town anymore, but they so they want to be a part of raising this next generation. And I'm just truly humbled by that because it seems like that community gathering, that community those community helpers We've gone away from that in the hustle and bustle of life. So I'm excited to reclaim some of that in our little co-op. And I, I think I, it's not the government that comes in and saves the day. You know, when a storm hits, it's the community members. It's the neighbors checking in on each other and going and doing the work and getting done what needs to be done. Because at the end of the day, it's the Main Street businesses. It's the people who go to our kids' schools. It's, it's the members of this community Um, That make the world go round. And I think at the end of the day, if everyone starts thinking locally, we can fix a lot of things, even while Biden gives away our sovereignty to the World Health Organization.
1: He's not giving away anything on my watch. Secondly, we're just cyclical. We're coming back to the beginnings of what a community and how it's truly defined. The community was about sharing with one another in faith and food. Mm hmm. And that's that's what we're all talking about here. That's the reason people went to church together on Sunday is to share in each other's faith. And then we shared in so many ways to help produce food for the community.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now you're doing the same thing in regards to a co op for education. I mean, the world is cyclical and we're coming back to those things that we strayed too far from. And breastfeeding, I, by the way.
0: My great grandmas would be so proud. <laughs>
1: Just I'm intrigued. Such I want to go back to something that you said that just perplexes me and takes me completely out of kilter. Your grandmother, who was talking about it not being cool to breastfeed, what year was she born?
0: Uh, She's like 80. She's mid-80s. So she's a
1: product of the 30s. Yeah. So she had kids in the 50s. No, not 50s. Yeah.
0: I I don't, I'm I'm not good at math. (laughs)
1: Well your your mother mother and father had to be born in uh sixties seventies, about about seventy, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. No so my, my dad was wasn't he nineteen fifty nine? I don't know.
1: Your dad's older than me.
0: Yeah, he's older than you.
1: Okay. Uh well that makes sense. So yeah, yeah so the, the math works on that. Yeah, 63. so the math works. 1959. Um, right. So your grandmother's born in the 30s. So you know what I'm hearing is this is that we're coming out of World War II, which she would have been a teenager. She starts having babies mid 50s. And so we were trying to be something other than just hands-on, get dirty. I don't I just don't I can't believe that there was a negative stigma about breastfeeding in the 50s. I'm I'm struggling with that.
0: Well, if you go look at the history of formulas, that's when they they kind of came out and were introduced. You don't think the marketing arm and the propaganda were really great at that time? I'm not saying every woman fell for it. My other grandma didn't, but it, it was that was the trend at the time, a trend. And so now the trend really is like I have so many friends that I never would have guessed they're they're literally watching YouTube videos every day, figuring out how to can and to plant potatoes and to do things that even 5 years ago nobody was even thinking about because we were too busy doing everything else and now all of a sudden it's the trend it's it's the trend but it might be by necessity very very soon
1: yeah and it was time we got back to that anyway but by our potatoes is pretty simple you drag a row in a hole put the potato in there and cover them up it's not too tough
0: that's what we did last night in the dark
1: <laughs> in the dark <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we gardened late, so that's why three of the four kids are still in bed. I'm pretty sure because mm. they, uh, yeah, they they had a hard night of gardening. Like I said, they're very worried about getting their their winter harvest so they can eat this winter.
1: <laughs> well, what was the woman that the image Rosie wasn't it Rosie, the picture of the power woman that the w- riveter, re- yeah, Rosie the riveter who went to work. She's the one who created all this infant demand, infant formula demand. It was her fault. It was
0: was Rosie's fault. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that as a, I, I love my career. I love being able to, to work in an industry I love and to try to shape a better future for my kids inside and outside of the home when i leave the home and go do speeches somewhere at a conference is because i truly believe i can make an impact and change the trajectory of this country for my kids but i know the most important work i will do is what i'm doing at home and that there lies the problem is because my generation was told that to achieve success you had to graduate from high school with top grades go to college get severely in debt to, for a piece of paper, and then go work for a corporate entity. Career fairs galore. I could go work at any any corporate egg company starting out at 35 dollars $40,000 a year and working my way up the corporate ladder. But oh, by the way, they forgot to say, as you work your way up the corporate ladder, you might get divorced. You might never see your kids. You're going to be stressed and wondering how to stay in your size two jeans and get all your kids to their extracurricular activities. And it's no wonder that women are stressed out and overworked and tired and burnt out because that model simply does not lead to happiness long term. Maybe it does for some, but for the majority of women, I truly believe we've been kind of herded into that mentality and the fruits of it are kind of sad if if you really unpack it.
1: I have no idea what size 2 jeans means, but it doesn't sound good to me. In 1865, chemist Justin von Liebig developed, patented, and marketed infant food, the first liquid form of a powder pres- preserved cow's milk.
0: I have a friend that keeps me abreast of all the fake agenda, the fake meat agenda, and yeah, there's a new a new company that is is uh producing dairy milk in a lab now, among other things. But it's just mm-hmm. one of the many new new products. And if we get lulled by convenience and if we if if they truly change human consumer buying behavior, whether that's through syntaxes, regulations, or major media propaganda campaigns, I, I truly believe humanity is in grave danger because if you yeah. abandon the principle, basic principles of nutrition and that animal fats and proteins provide you with the essential building blocks for human health. And if we try to replicate that in a lab, like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to say no. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. have to have black market beef because I, it's a disaster. Just the dietary guidelines alone, it's a disaster in human health. It's It's terrible.
1: It is. It's been my biggest uh, bully pulpit since I started 22 years ago was how the path of starvation and depredation starts with the school nutrition program and the dietary guidelines.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been a patient at a hospital, if you've ever visited a nursing home, uh, what's been being fed to our military, um, it's a travesty because the most mm-hmm. vulnerable and the most important people in our society, are kids and our elderly and those who serve are being subjected most to Mm. this distorted, perverted idea of human nutrition. And uh, it's, you know, I, I know that people listening might say, well, she raises beef, that's why she's pushing this. No, I'm not a lobbyist who makes money off of this. I'm a person that's benefited myself from going counter to what the dietary guidelines have told me and to fully embracing the nutritional benefits that meat, dairy, and eggs has to offer.
1: So, for all of those individuals that are moving away from meat because they don't want to be a part of the conglomerates in the meat packing business, guess what? 80% of the alternative protein substitutes to milk, meat, and eggs, 80% of those are already owned by the big four food companies of the world. So it's just going from one media or one conglomerate to another conglomerate. The answer is what Amanda's talking about. Day in and day out, find a way to provide for your family and your own, particularly in a regional level, a community level, whatever the case may be. You have to take this initiative upon yourself. Can't sit back and wait for somebody to make it happen.
0: And that's a whole can of worms that we probably don't have time for. But when the Packers start investing in plant-based companies, immediately it was like a slap in the face because they're kind of betting against you. And, you know, the, the big organizations would say, well, they're, they're protein experts. So they're just diversifying their protein portfolio. But what it told me is, is they're planning on us failing and they want, they want to stay in the protein business, but they don't see the future of the protein business being in pork and, and beef.
1: I don't agree with that completely because they're not divesting in pork and beef or chicken. They're just increasing some diversity to their portfolio. Now I sound like some economic advisor, but I think that's what they're doing. They're just hedging their bet. They're not saying that it's going to disappear. They just want to tap into both worlds.
0: Okay. That's precious.
1: (laughs) Don't give me that pandering, posturing (laughs) attitude.
0: I was at an Iowa Cattlemen's Association meeting, and I know we don't have much time here, and they had a fake meat investor come and speak right after I spoke. Mm -hmm. And he said, point blank, we know it's not healthier for you. We know it's not better for the animals. We know it's not better Mm -hmm. for the planet. But we're going to tell the consumers what we want to hear because we're investors and we want a return on our investment. So there's that. At the end
1: of the day, the consumer still has to buy it. And you can read all the media articles you want about how it's going to be the new wave in food production, but the consumer is not buying it. It's not going off of the store shelves. When the pandemic comes and you don't have anything left in the grocery store except fake meat, you'll understand they don't want it.
0: And that's why the target is on the livestock producers back, because the only way to get people to stop eating meat is if it's not an option, because people love beef and they want more of it.
1: So Finally, be wary. We find somewhere we agree.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to have to tackle this more next week because I could go on for another hour on this. With the help of Trent Luce, we have Journey Down the Road, Connecting Urban and rural America. I'm Amanda Radke, here to remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route.
1: Once again, I want to remind you, Lone Creek Kettle Company, not only providing an opportunity for cattlemen to have a value-added chain get paid properly, But also daily sending a message about the importance of beef as part of the nutritional package. We have so many people trying to demonize beef. It's refreshing to see Lone Creek and the Certified Piedmontese system in places we don't normally get to. CertifiedPiedmontese.com to get details.